Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Community Church Podcast. I'm Gabriel Young, the Director of Audiovisual. We're now a few days into the 40 days of Lent, and its history and purpose will be the topic of Pastor Bill's sermon today. It will also be the start of a new series to take us through this entire season of Lent, titled Lent, A Season of Preparation. Hope you enjoy. Good morning, good morning. It's good to see you all before the worship team gets off the platform. Actually, the first service, I missed Floyd's birthday yesterday. Tomorrow, excuse me, but today it's Dusty's birthday, and I heard there's somebody else's birthday. We got another birthday. Anybody else have a birthday today, this weekend? Here's one back here. So we're going to sing happy birthday and just point to somebody. If you don't know them, even if it's not their birthday, just point to Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you all. Happy birthday all right yeah well you know it's important to your mama and really yourself that you're breathing today and you had a birthday or you're gonna have birthdays a lot of times people say well i just stopped counting man i tell you every one of them every one of them is a good one i've been trying to keep us up to date with just things that are going on before we dive in this morning i thought you might like to see just a couple of videos or I mean slides and, and information. One, this is of our uh, men's ministry breakfast yesterday. Uh, Dr. Brian Padgham uh, did the shared and there was Kung Fu fighting and well, it wasn't exactly that, but uh, he did break a board, um, but he used analogy. It was really a great time. We hats off to all the men that come up way early and cook eggs and sausage and biscuits and gravy and salsa and fruit and ju- uh, juice and coffee and even cottage cheese. I left that on the end, but anyway, but uh, it's good times, and so we really like that. Another thing that uh, went on is last night, and you're part of it, whether you attended or not, last night this room uh, hosted or, uh, Byron Berlang's uh, a concert uh, that is to uh, help them uh, get back on schedule with their, their band and playing, but also financially. And so you were part of that. And so I have a little video clip that's just a taste. If you were unable to attend, at least you know how you participated as being part of Community Church. concert on now you'd realize that their facilities uh, burned down their their uh, concert hall and store uh, and so we have offered our our building to, to host them we're not charging them anything we just want to bless them we had a lot of people come and be part of door greeting and 
coffee and water and so on and so forth that from here just to just to welcome the community god's br- bringing the community here sometimes for us just to love on them so we're just saying thank, thank you thank you for all that um, you, you know the uh this is the first sunday in the season or time called lent and uh it is actually ash wednesday was last wednesday that be, normally it kicks off Lent, and Lent's more of a liturgical type church, uh, but the Protestant church is also uh, celebrated, and so uh, as we uh, move into Lent, I want to teach on that today. The Lord really, as I prayed about it, uh, I really was challenged. I don't know about you, but uh, about this time last year, we were in the season of Lent, and, and the year before that, about that time of the year, we were in a season of Lent. And, and it's a time of preparation, yes, but it, it, my, my challenge to the, the Lord put on my heart is, is this just a repeat of the last number of years? Or is there something new and fresh that he's up to? Something new and fresh in me, personally, this church, this region. And so as we dive off into our lesson this morning, let's take a look at the introductory video. say that most everybody in this room would say that is a quest a lifelong quest that I really may know him but that's not the whole verse that we just saw that I may know him and the power of the resurrection 
See, there is a, an aspect of faith that is about the salvation side. It's about what Christ did. And I know in, in the season of Lent, we, we focus on what, what he, the price he paid. And we focus on our sin. But there's another component to Lent, and that is a time of preparation that is about the, 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 the understanding the power of the resurrection. Lent is associated or connected with that 40 days that Christ was in the desert. And in fact, it was a time of preparation for when he would enter into what goes, has been written most about and faith built upon his ministry. And I believe that there are times when God will take a people or take a person and he will put them in a time of, of, uh, of being in the desert, a time of preparation, a time of, of situation to prepare them for something that's going to be supernatural. It's going to be kingdom oriented because Christ came into his ministry after that preparation. When we think about Preparing When we think about Lent, there's examination. I know that we uh, have heard many of the components of, of what you do at Lent. You give up something. You, you know, you give up like mowing or laundry. I, don't, you, don't you give up the things you hate? I don't think that's how it's supposed to work. No, it's a time we're to examine our life in light of God's word. It's a time to, to then make some commitments to God, not to just somebody else. Like, I think I'm going to give up chocolate. You know, that may be what you need to do, but, but sometimes it's, it's, it's things God will illuminate based on his word that you need to say, I'm going to commit to you these areas that are not submitted to you, Lord. See, see, we, 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 I heard a preacher one time, they were, they were talking about some kind of building campaign or whatever, and they said, are you under the blood and are you under the lordship of the Lord? And, and the guy says, I sure am, except for my wallet. <laughs> Meaning, I give you all that I've got, Lord, everything I've got and all that, but except my finances. And I, and I'm, I say that just as an example, not that, that I need you to, you know, give more money, but if you want to, you can, but no, but, but it's, is what's really his. Is it a time that you need to say, have I turned my children over to him? Have I turned my wife, my, my marriage, my, my uh, emotions? Have I turned my appetites over to Lord, are you Lord over things that uh, all things in my life are just those things that I can't do on my own? So under examination, one of the uh, verses you could pray over yourself, uh, it's a great verse. It says, search me, O God. We say that many times before communion. Search me, O God. Test me. Now, I leave that out. How many of y'all uh, like tests? I didn't say testy. Uh, test. I don't want you testy. But no, he says, test me and know my thoughts. Now, God knows our thoughts, but, but testing is part of growing. Testing is part of what God says is maturing you. And sometimes we are put into tests so that we can, can, can show that we have grown to a place that we can get through to this side. And he goes, you're now at another level of revelation or another level of visibility. You can understand me just a little bit more. And so we say, test me. And it says, look, see if... If there's any wicked way within me 
Can I tell you that Bill Williams had a lot of wicked ways in him that he saved me from, but I'm still being transformed. Anybody else like that? And so it's not just transform me, but to lead me. I I want each day to be led by you. And he says, great, get in my word. Uh, Pray to me. Lift your, your mind to me. Let the Holy Spirit and the word begin to guide you. I'll be clear. Did you know that he is broadcasting all the time? I mean, he's literally communicating all the time. And so if you say you're not hearing the Lord, it's not his fault. So part of Lent, you, you'll find, or, or a time you're maybe really struggling to get a clarity or an answer on some big decision, there's prayer and fasting, or fasting and prayer. And, and fasting is this breaking free of, of a distraction. I don't know what your distraction is. <laughs> some of it, times it can be your spouse. I'm talking about it in a positive way. You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you have to say, honey... I need to so much hear from the Lord that we're not going to be intimate for a period of time. Or we're not going to this. Or and and, and you, you take things that get in the way, the things that are distracting you, and you say, I want to, I want to set that aside, and I want to get clear, uh, clear insight, a spiritual insight. I'm going to deny myself of, some, of certain things over a period of time. Again, not just the laundry, okay? But, but with an intentionality. Not, I'm going to give that up so I can lose some weight. See, that's different. But Lord, I'm trying to hear you. I'm trying to hear in the spirit realm what you're trying to say through Scripture or through the Holy Spirit. He said, and so we become more attuned to God's voice. And, and you want to hear that. I don't know about you. I want to hear more and more of him speaking to my, my heart. Joel says this in chapter 2, verse 12 says, yet even now declares the Lord, return to me with, with all your heart. See, he's saying it's, it's like the Lord is, is, is reaching down to wherever we find ourselves. And he's saying, I want to bring you up, not to heaven, but to where you can see better, to, to greater visibility, to better vantage point, to fight the fights that you're fighting. Come on up. And, and, and he says, I want all your heart with fasting. With weeping and mourning, many times when we really get serious with the Lord, we, it will bring about things that we're grieving over, things that maybe didn't turn out the way that we thought they would, things that aren't moving as fast. I, I can tell you what, there, there are people that talk with me, and I've got some things that my physical abilities are less than they, what they used to be, and they can, the devil loves to get you down on that. But what he's really focused in on, look at verse 13, he says, rent or rend your heart. Not just your garment, not just an outward thing. This is about what's in your heart. You remember at the uh, when Christ was on the cross, when he said, "It." is finished you know what happened the veil in the temple that separated humanity from the holy of holies the presence of god was rent it's and he's saying in this verse i'm applying this as look i want your heart i want you to remove what's separating us right now so that you and i can commune this preparation see i believe that as i ask the lord do I just kind of do last year's version, adjusted point two point oh, three point whatever? 
And he said, I want you to look at it differently. With an anticipation. See, we know this side of the cross. We know that what happened leading up to the cross. We, we know what was accomplished at Calvary. And we know that 40 days later, he ascended into heaven. And that he sits at the right hand of God the Father. And we know that he sent us the Holy Spirit. We know that through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, we are atoned for. And our eternity is secured through him. Amen? And so we look at that and we go, we know that. Six to seven weeks, about six weeks from now, we're going to have Resurrection Sunday. We're going to have Easter Sunday. So why, if we know all this, what's this period of time for me, for you, for this church? I believe there's something he wants to break through in and through us. So preparing for kingdom things. See, if you think about uh, kingdom things, it's the things of thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, thy kingdom come. You remember that Lord's Prayer that we... Yeah, Jesus taught us to pray. So what do you, how do you do that? Preparation. I'm going to give you four things. And, and it's, it's preparation and in, in, in what I think is, is for this season. And the, the first thing that a person should do to, to prepare for kingdom things, not just Lent, but kingdom things, is you need to reflect on what Christ did at Calvary. What did he do at Calvary? And, and it's not just, again, the, the, the salvation experience and securing your eternity. No, there's so much more. And you, you lose track with the busy of life. And so you first have to slow down and pause through prayer and fasting and realize that he himself bore our sin, bore your sin, my sin. And can I tell you, my sin was pretty stinky. And he bore that in his body on the tree. That, that we might, what, die to sin. It says, I'm taking Bill Williams' sin and your sin and your sin, and I'm going to put it on his body, and then my body is broken for you. He's telling me that. See, when we do communion and the body's broken, he said, look, I, you, your sin broke me, but I chose that so that you would die to sin. That's pretty big. Did you hear what I just said? Swap, take that in. And to, to sin, and then through that... Now, his blood paid our atonement, and, and that paid that sin penalty. But that says, look, it, it, to live to righteousness, to righteousness, it's a journey. And then it says, by your wounds, what? You've been healed. A lot of people think when you talk about the healing God brings, it's all physical. Can I tell you the greatest thing he can bring is a spiritual healing from death to life. Another thing he can heal is a wounded or broken heart. Another thing that he can heal are relationships and marriages. I can tell you that when, when two couples that are dead and there's no fire left and you let God in and he enters into the marriage people that are involved and they say, I'll go your way, God. He can resurrect and put life back into that marriage. You've been healed. Is that you will be? See, we live that way, don't we? Well, if I do enough ride, come church enough, and have enough pastors and elders to pray, and if they have the right motor oil or whatever to put on me. No, it's the cross created an environment of healing that's already available. Through the body, through the Christ broken body. The next thing we need to look at is focusing on what we've been given. 
You know, you, you, you take this, this uh, salvation that happened at Calvary, you take the promises and the healing, but what have you really been given? And I love what Ephesians says. If you go back to the very first chapter of Ephesians, and after the introduction, it goes into saying, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with how many? Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Folks, that's every. Look around here and tell somebody you got every spiritual blessing. I think that is something we real, don't realize we have. Every. You have every spiritual blessing. If you believe in Jesus Christ. And it says you were, what? Even as he chose us, you and I, he chose you. Chose him before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and blameless before him there's no way that bill williams without what christ did at calvary can i be before the lord there's no way i can be holy or righteous without the blood of christ you receive that through calvary that's what you get we need to remind ourselves of that we need to to, to realize what we've received and it, then, it, then it goes on i love this right before five and it says in love I love that. Not out. Not, it's not condemnation. Oh no! In love, he predestined us for adoption. He said, "I got you on my radar before you even knew me." He said, "My love extended to you when you didn't love me or anything, and I continued to love you even when you were being a knucklehead." By the way, I'm the head knucklehead in this place. I was talking to Brian Padgham the other day and they have a number of children and I believe three of them if I remember right are adopted and they had went through a period of time and I know some of you have adopted and some of you probably out outranked them in numbers I, I would say there's this row back here that represents that but anyway if I understand what he said right you have to correct me that when you foster that's one thing but when you finally say we're going to adopt somebody you come before a, a, a judge and there's a legal decision made and, and what's happening is it's, it's a paperwork thing but it's it's by the authority of, of, of the present to say okay they're taking on your name from this day forward they are a pageant or they are a williams or whatever and really all the the record of your prior identity is replaced by this and it says here we were what predestined for to for adoption of sons and daughters of jesus christ and when you say yes to him, that person that you were, those names people used to call you, the things that you used to do, really have no name in, anymore in your life. Because you have a new name. And you have a new father. And the adoption paper said, it's done, it's finished, it's permanent. Right? Am I close to all? How up? All right. According to the purpose of his will. Oh, now, pastor, look what you've done. You get into a family of bakers and you got to be a baker. You get into a family of, you know, whatever and you got to be one of the. No, you see, he's got to, he adopts you for what? To be in the kingdom family. The king's family doing king work in a kingdom that he's going to establish ultimately, but he's also bringing forth in the present. Isn't that different thinking? Wait a minute, just yesterday, I was a student, I was the knucklehead. He said, well, you still are, but <laughs> no. But you have a new purpose and a new family and a new name. The praise 
to the praise, to the praise, to the praise of his glory. See, see, all that he's talking about here is not just for us. See, when you become one of God's kids, it's not so that you can have easy street or, or all of a sudden all the things that you've always wanted to have is going to come because God blesses. No, what it is, is is you're brought into a family that the whole purpose of the family is to bring glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to the Father. Hmm. Ephesians goes on and says, In him we have redemption through his blood. Forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he's lavished upon us in, in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery, what? Of his will. It's about his will. It's about others. You know, we have this saying, love God and love ourselves, right? No, the t-shirt says, love God, love others. And that's his whole ministry. That's his whole framework of life is a it's about others and so he's got this plan and in the fullness of time this plan is to do do what do what it says to unite all things in him i love when we host things at this church i love when we partner off this campus with other people in the big c church because that's what the scripture says that he's come he's saved he went to calvary not only to give you an eternity but he says i'm trying to use you now as the family to bring all things together what in heaven and things on earth for the glory of God. Ephesians goes on. This is a great chapter. You should at home read through it all. That we've got this inheritance. We were predestined. There's a purpose. And then we were ultimately sealed. Meaning it's not going to get reversed. You're sealed by the blood of the Lamb. So we reflect, we focus on what has been given, and then we need to protect the atmosphere. And this is this time that I'm talking about the next few weeks. It can be any time, but I'm this time of Lent. Protect the atmosphere. See, see, we want to protect the atmosphere is because we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. We don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. And part of the protecting the atmosphere isn't just for our blessing. Many times we're protecting it for those around us. Many times we, we get focused on it. It's about what we'll gain out of the deal. And God's saying, no, protect the atmosphere. What we don't want to do is grieve the Holy Spirit. What is grieving the Holy Spirit? is If he's prompted you to do something and you know it's a him and you decide not to do it, that's what grieving the Holy Spirit. Something that's said in the scripture. See, he says, look, verse 17, you no longer... Or to walk like you used to. Right? In fact, he's got a theme song. Walk this way. Walk this way. I think that's not his theme song. Anyway, it works. And he's, it's, the lyrics are in here. The Bible. Walk this way. You no longer are to walk like you used to. And some people say, well, I got Jesus, but I sure sound and talk and think and recreate and behave and treat others just like I used to. Like punching somebody in Jesus' name. I don't know. I mean, you got to be careful. But he said, no, you don't do that. He said, you used to not have the right thinking. You need, you need to change that and alienate from the life of God. You, know, you had a hard heart and you got to get your heart changed so you can walk with me. It goes on and I'll give you pieces and fragments here. But it said, you know what you've learned. You've learned about Christ. You're to become like him. Verse 21, assuming that you've heard about him. 
which I know the people in this room have. So it says, look, put off. Everybody say put off. Put off your old self. You wake up every morning and it possibly your old self's on top of you. I mean, think about it. How many of you wake up grumpy? Or do you just let them sleep a little longer? I knew you all wanted me to say that. I knew it. Some of you all were doing it in your pew, so I threw that in. I didn't do that in the first service. Okay. But you put it, it says, look, put off what was formal manners. Put off the old self and renew. Be renewed. He's saying today, be renewed. Be renewed in your mind. Be renewed in your mind. What? Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Let the Holy Spirit describe. Be renewed. I can tell people, say, nah, you know, I love Jesus. Yep. I even love my wife. Told her that 20 years ago and told her I'd let her know if it ever changed. <laughs> yep. No. Don't take things for granted. Created after the likeness of God and the true righteousness and the holiness. It goes on to say, therefore, having put away all that, having you know, left those, it says, look, speak truth with your neighbor as members one of another. Don't be angry. Don't let, don't, can, can I, here's the thing here. Actually, it says, be angry. Do you notice that in scripture? Tell your neighbor, I can be angry. God, the, the Lord said, the, the Bible says I can be angry, right? I know you've told people, told, don't you be angry at me. The Bible says you can be angry. Righteous anger, by the way. But it says, don't, do not sin. Now here's that part about self versus others. I just want to reinforce this. See, I know some people that can be angry at somebody for months. They're not in this building. Right? 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 And they're fine. They don't mind having a knot. It's kind of like having a knot or a, something stuck in the... I, I can do it. You know, yeah, it hurts, but I don't really care. You know, I'm not going to say anything to that person. And they can, do it for, they can do it for months. But can I tell you, when, that, when you're allowing the sun to go down on your anger, the devil is messing around with your witness... See, you're, you're, God can't inhabit the areas that you don't have Lord over. So if you're bitter or you're, you're whatever, and, and you're not letting him get in there. See, you have to get before the Lord if the sun's going down. It says don't let the sun go down. You're going to have to cry out to God and say, I don't want to get forgive that person. <coughs> you notice the face. <laughs> and, and sometimes it hurts so bad to say, I don't want to go down. I don't want to violate scripture. And you know what you have to do is you say, God, I'm not condoning what they did. I'm not saying it was all right. But God, tonight I'm going to obey scripture and I'm going to come before you and I'm going to cry out and say, I am hurt and I'm wounded. But God, I'm giving this to you. I'm going to turn them over to you because I know that you'll take care of them more than I can. And you didn't go to sleep knowing you've given it over to God. See, we got to be careful. Again, it's not about self but about others, your witness, the power. Don't give any opportunity to the devil. I've done that. Has anybody joined me in that? Ever? Of course we have. We walk around all consumed with what's going on and we forget the witness. Continue on in verse 28. Share, see people in need. 29, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth, but that which is for building up. He talks about giving up grace and giving people more than they deserve. It goes on to talk again about that, the, the same verse before is grieving the Holy Spirit. And in verse 32, it talks about be kind. Great passages for y'all to, to get connected to. Let me bring us to our fourth point. 
So we reflect on what Christ did at Calvary. We focus on what you've been given or we've been given. You protect your atmosphere, that atmosphere in which you go to school, where you work and where you like, because you want God to have full reign there, right? You want God to have, be able to have the work that he wants to do there. And then we've got to remember to be thankful. We've got to remember to be thankful. Again, I, I, I like that story about the, the man and the wife, and I told you I loved you about it. But you know what? We can, we can, we can, has anybody, any, not in this room, how do you know somebody <laughs> that have felt like uh, you're taken for granted? See, nobody's raising their hand. You know somebody down the street. And, and, and we don't ever want to be taken for granted. And so us allowing ourselves to be thankful and allowing that it works on the heart and it turns into praise and thankful. Look what it says here in Psalms. It's a great thing. It says, I will bless the Lord. Say bless. I'm going to bless the Lord. So what if you're not feeling it? I'm going to, I'm going to, no, no. I know that hurts. I'm going to bless the Lord anyway. I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. And it says here, his praise Say praise. praise. Shall be in my mouth. It will be continually there. So let's say you're going through cancer. Let's say you're going through a breakup. Let's say you just lost your job. Let's say there's more outflow than inflow into your finances. And you can say, well, how in the, there's nothing to be happy about. It doesn't say be happy. It says I'm going to trust God by praising him. God, you've got this. You've got my finances. You've got my marriage. You've got my school score, score grades. You know, grades at school. You've got what it takes. I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to praise you, Lord. Because why? And it goes on to say in this scripture here my soul makes its boast in the lord let the humble hear. it says oh magnify the lord with me see now all of a sudden it's not just your praise did you know that these lights here they're a little warm and they illuminate but if i were able to gather all this light and by the way you all are light bearers wouldn't you say so if you get all that light or a number of them together and focus them do you know what they call that a laser it'll cut through steel how many have ever had a magnifying glass you know i don't mean these no but i'm talking about the kind of little round you know and you you get a leaf or a piece of paper and you can line it up there and burn it or a little bug i'm sorry i shouldn't have said that's not politically correct that i i did burn ants at one time but a magnifier and so we're sitting here and says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. So I'm going to go into work and I got limps and, and, and mouth misfunctions and whatever. And I, I just flunked a, a test. Or, but I can say, hey, I know you're the Lord. And they're talking about the Lord and how he's a blessing. And I'm saying, well, I know he's a blessing because I'm still alive and I shouldn't be. Or whatever it is. And all of a sudden you got one person, you got another person. And they're, magnif- they're praising the Lord. And all of a sudden there's a magnification that begins. And as the magnification begins, you don't really know why or how that's happening. A church gets together and people begin to just magnify the Lord in something intense and powerful. It's called the Holy Spirit. It's a kingdom thing that only happens when people come together no matter what's going on in their life. And they begin to see past their situation. They begin to see the glory and the majesty of God and they begin to praise Him. God is calling this body. God's calling His people to be about His ways, not for yourself only but for his kingdom to come and his will to be done. 
And it'll be the people that can take and magnify him with others, to praise him, to bring him glory and honor and praise. How many want more kingdom involvement? How many want to see the Lord do more and more? How many want to take this season of Lent and see what God might do on Resurrection Sunday because we've prayed and fasted and sought more of Him throughout this season of time preparing? How many like people saved? How do you like some of the people in your, your families restored? How would you like to, to see people who are, are going to hell in a handbasket, as they used to say, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb? It may be that you are the testimony that you're going to be the gateway in which the power of God, the Holy Spirit is going to move through them. That's what Lent should be about. Let's all stand. A season of preparation. Everything that I've just shared is amazing. It's right out of Scripture. And I want your motivation not to be because I walked around a lot or said a funny joke. I want you to be listening to the Spirit of God. And let me tell you, if you're not able to hear the voice of God right now, either one or two things are going on. Either A, you don't really know the Lord. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you know about the Lord. I'm talking about He's not your Lord. That could be one thing. Or, you're a child of the king. You've said yes to him, and yes, you are his, but it's so noisy in your life, you have got to where you don't hear him anymore. And you hear more of the world than you hear of him. So if you don't know him, I want before you leave to find somebody. It can be me, but really, it's if you need help, just saying, God, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. If you need help with that or talk about that, please see somebody. Come up and talk to me. But for many of us, I want these next weeks for you to begin to hear better and better. Hear the Lord. He's talking. He's sending a message. He wants to tell you how much, not only that he loves you, but he wants to give you what you need for the day. But you may need to pray and fast. I know in my life there's going to be some praying and fasting in the next few weeks. There's some things that I want to hear clarity on. I didn't share this with the first service. But there's a lot of things ahead for our church. And what I want to do is not get ahead of God and I don't want to fall behind. Amen. And I'm going to probably, if anybody wants to join me, I'm going to prayer walk the entire perimeter of our property at least once. I'm just going to take a weekend or something. And I'm just going to pray and ask God to reveal what he has for 90 acres at I-35 and Seward Road. And I, I want to start pr prayer walking some neighborhoods and begin to ask the Lord. Not, not that my walking does anything, but I'm going to show up and ask God to show up. And when he shows up, great things happen. But it can show up in your prayer closet. It can show up in, you need to fast, clear enough of your mind out so you can hear. Because there's a beautiful message waiting for you. It really is. So I want us to pray. Again, if you don't know the Lord, come talk to me. But let me challenge you to join me. I want this Lent, this season, to be different than it's ever been before. Let's, let's pray. Father God, thank you for the amazing word of God that you've left us in the Bible. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, what you for what you did at Calvary.
But Lord, what you left us is the Holy Spirit and a purpose and a mission. And Father, it's to bring you glory. Everything is to bring you glory and honor and praise. May we today be thankful. May we today be remindful of all the things that you have done. And may we give you praise. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. We're about ready to take the field. Go in peace, but also with power. God bless.